Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always. And today we are continuing our player review slash preview series. Getting through the defense now and now on the longest tenured member, of the Colorado Avalanche and who could unfortunately be entering his final season with the team, Eric Johnson, incredible bounce back season for him after dealing with so many injuries in the pandemic shortened season comes back, plays nearly a full season, plays every playoff game. and was an instrumental part in the app success this year. Yeah. It's really weird to like look back on how long he's been with the team because it feels like a lot longer. Like, do you remember when they traded him and they traded Kevin Shattenkirk and Chris Stewart for him? Like th- that feels like eons ago. Um, but yeah, he, he had a really good bounce back year after taking who did who hit him from Minnesota that gave him that concussion. You remember? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember either. It was a worthless wild player, but yeah, I mean, it was like EJ said, he he thought he was going to retire at the end of last year. Yeah. Um. So for him to come back and play 77 games, he probably realistically could have played 82 if the abs didn't hold him out. Um. He was also pretty banged up towards yeah. the end of it too. Just not banged up enough to be like officially out with anything. I mean, it was also that point in the season where we had everything locked up. So there was yeah. no point. Yeah, there was no point in playing him and – I remember I was looking back on his, like we had talked about him in previous episodes being like, he wasn't super great, but looking back on his stats this year, he was, he was totally acceptable as, as a fifth defenseman. I mean, 25, uh, 25 points plus 22 for the year. I mean, that's pretty solid production from a guy who's hadn't played in a year. Yeah. Eric Johnson was just very consistent this season. He was very strong across the board 
and was a great little support guy. Uh, like you said, as a, a fifth defenseman, he really just didn't do a, a ton wrong. Yeah, he didn't do a ton wrong. And yeah, sure, he's still making what, six million a year? Yep, six million on the dot. We're entering the final year of that contract. It almost feels weird to think about like we could be having this conversation next season and Eric Johnson's with a different team. Yeah, I it's just that just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I, I think he I likes I think he likes Colorado. I, I don't think he's gonna leave. Yeah, I don't either. But it's it's weird to consider that as an actual possibility because like when did when did he come here? 2011? Yeah. And I was a junior in high school. Holy shit, I'm getting old. I mean, and and he's been here through it all, through, I'd say, at least three generations of Avs teams, it feels like, that early 2010s where the team was always just okay, and then the bottom out for just that that one year of Avs hockey feels like 10 years, where we were so shit and so terrible, but it led to so much good and everyone just constantly referenced it as this period, as if it wasn't just one season, he was there through that. And now he's here through all the success the team has had through the last couple of years. And finally is able to hoist the Stanley cup. It's just, I really hope he does come back after this season of, of, of course, obviously if he doesn't want to retire, if he wants to keep playing, I don't know where else he would go. Like, yeah. it, would, it would just be wrong to see him in a different jersey. Like, thinking about him as, like, the first overall draft pick for the Blues all those years ago just doesn't seem right. Well, it doesn't seem right, and you just, like, he kind of had a renaissance here in, in Colorado. He, he was a bust for St. Louis, and he came here, and he was a very good defenseman, and he was the Avs' best defenseman for a very long time until a guy named Kale McCarr came into the picture. Yeah, it's weird looking back on that draft because there are so many great players from the 2006 draft. Like you've got Jonathan Tays, third overall. You got Nick Backstrom, fourth overall. Phil Kessel right after that. Like it was a a pretty good draft, and it's unfortunately a little bit held over EJ's head that he's not on the same tier as some of those players. But we didn't draft him, so yeah, not our problem. We didn't draft him, and he's 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 gonna go down as one of the top 10 defensemen in abs history i'd say for sure definitely at least one of the most memorable you can't be with a team for this long and be in such an important role for so long even as your role diminishes over the years as you get older and a lot of other players come in to constantly still be in the picture you're gonna get remembered for a long time i I doubt he's gonna have his jersey retired but i don't think so but that's not a bad thing he's always been like the co-captain for Landeskog for a long long time well, and think about it. He lost his A this year. And for most players, that would have been like detrimental. And he would have been, yeah, he lost his A to Miko. Did he? It was Miko and Mac were the alternates. And then even when uh, Landy. Apparently still has him listed as the alternate. Yeah, no, he's not. It, it was Miko, Mac, and then Landy. Those were the three. It's because yeah. it's just because I'm sick right now. Like, yeah, no, because probably, I remember but... it was. I remember Bednar talking about it that EJ can lead without having a letter on his sweater. Oh, you're totally right. My mind is foggy. It's all good. It's the off season, bro. We're bouncing back. I'm sick um, right now. So but, I'm I'm fighting through this yeah, episode. You're hockey tough. But uh yeah, I mean he he lost his A and he still was the consummate leader on the ice. Like we've seen so many players lose their their letter and they fucking cause a ruckus and he he was fine. He totally just accepted his role. Um, I think he realizes where he's at in his career. Um, and he was an instrumental part in us winning the cup. 
Yeah, I mean, you need a steady guy like that with Eric Johnson on the back end to play those 18 minutes a night, especially like as you get into the bigger games. And also, who was the guy that everybody wanted to win for on the team? It was EJ. To EJ win the Stanley Cup, it meant the most to everyone to see Eric Johnson hoist it. Yeah, I mean, he was second in line after Landy. So, I mean, just take that as um, where it's at. And even... Like if we if we go back to that season, I mean, he like the regular season was nothing to write home about. He was solid. He was reliable. Honestly, um, I'd I'd say it was impressive because he only played four games the year before and comes back and has a pretty in line season with most of his career. It seemed like the same old Eric Johnson was back, and if not even a little better. Yeah, I I think the decreased minutes helped him a little bit too because he wasn't out there for twenty four minutes a game. Um, but I still have complete faith, like even going into this next year where I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, he's still going to be a good solid defenseman as long as he stays healthy. Cause that's, that's all that needs to happen for Eric Johnson. If he, if he's healthy, he's a reliable defenseman for you who can get you five goals and 20 points. And on a team with Devon Taves, Kale McCarr, Bo Byram, that's house money. Yeah. He's, he's always been a perfect little supporting piece and you know, everyone looks at the the six million dollars and everything every once in a while. Like we all know that, yeah, maybe he's not six. He's not the second highest paid av defense, or at least he probably shouldn't be. But that con- when was that contract even signed? That was signed in twenty fifteen. I think 20- yeah, it was two thousand fifteen. It was a seven year contract, and we're entering the final year of it. I feel like everyone's kind of accepted what the situation is. We accepted that this was probably going to be the situation when this contract was signed seven years ago. Was it detrimental? Like, was that contract as detrimental as people are going to say it is like, yeah, you didn't, I don't think it is really. I really don't think it's, it's that bad. I mean, when you go back to like, 2019 maybe a little bit because you still got three years left now that we're we've gone through the last couple of years we're in the final year of the deal is it is six million a lot yeah Yeah. has it been debilitating clearly not we just won and it's not really holding us back from anything right now because the abs haven't done anything really this offseason other outside like swapping goalies they still have four million in cap space to do stuff if they want. It's not like EJ is just this anchor weighing the team down. No, that's not the case. And he's still a productive player when you need him to be. Um, would I like to see him more at like two million? Yeah, because I mean, even if even when his money comes off the books, all that money's just going straight to McKinnon's pocket. Like it's not like like people will say like, oh, they could have re-signed Kadri or Burakovsky, and it's like, well, not really, because then you're strapping yourself for McKinnon. So honestly this contract's kind of a blessing because you get to have that $6 million for next year for your superstar center. So yeah, I mean, we lost some players, but I still don't think it's as big of a deal as people make it. Like it's not as bad as like the Brent Seabrook. deal. I mean, and it's, and it's $6 million. I I feel like that's kind of in the mid tier range, like a six times seven. For what EJ was back in 2015 to this team, like Kale McCarr was not even a wisp in anyone's mind at that point. There was no Devon Tays. There was no Sam Gerrard. Was any was anybody on this defense even here, even in the system? I th- was was Sam Gerrard in there? Or no, because no, he got traded in 2018. That was the Duchesne trade. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, like, it's 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 a lot of money, but it's off the books after this year. And if he goes out and has another year like this, No one's even going to fucking remember it. It'll be fine. 
Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Football fans, the first Sunday of NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of football season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's real simple. Bet on an NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if they go on to lose, you get your money. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. Uh, Griffin's swatting away bugs right yeah, now. There's a fucking fruit fly. <laughs> I really hope the mic, I'm glad my mic's not that great, so it can't yeah. that up. But. Uh, but, all right, let's dive into, because in the playoffs, I thought EJ was at his best in the playoffs. I really did. He was, he was a workhorse in the playoffs. He was back to the Eric Johnson from five years ago. Yeah, I mean, he was great. And especially when he was paired with Bo Byram, that was a fantastic duo. Yeah. I mean, you look at his stats, he played all 20 games. He had a goal, which was game four, four against, the, against Blues. the Blues. Yep. I remember, that. Had, I remember that one. That one yeah. completely flipped that game on its head. Yep. And he had four assists for five points, and he was plus 10 in the playoffs. Like, that is fantastic production from a guy who was thrown into more of a role of uh, more ice time, which he hadn't really done all year. Um, and he really just, he was solid, man. I loved how he played with Bo Byram. Yeah. And also you look back at the regular, like plus minus is definitely a stat that has its issues. I only take conclusions from it when it's an outlier, Eric Johnson, you look back at his career, nothing has ever come close to this season for him. He was a plus right. 22. The next highest is what plus nine. Yeah. Plus nine in 2020. Like he was great this season and beyond. He go back to the playoffs as well. Plus 10 the year or the two years before because he didn't play in last year's playoff. He was a plus three back in the bubble. Minus one, minus six. Like he clearly found his role and was just such an important piece on that back end. Because what this Avs team does and what so many teams had a problem with with us in the playoffs is that we just don't stop. The pressure just keeps coming on. Like when Kale McCarr's not on the ice for other teams, that's usually like, okay, now's our opportunity. But when you have a guy like Eric Johnson, who's just able to to hold the fort and not do a ton that's flashy, just keep guys off the board. It's frustrating. And it, yeah. it infuriates teams like Edmonton and in, in Tampa Bay as well, when they just can't do anything when even the third pairs on the ice. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you look at it too, Eric Johnson on pretty much any other team would still be a top four defenseman. Yeah. He's, he's just a real solid defenseman that has a role in the league and an important leadership role on this team and knows what his job is. He doesn't try to be something that he's not. And I, so I give him credit for it. Like with how big he is, you would think he'd be this huge hitter. He's not like, he's just, a he's just always in the right spot. He just makes good decisions with the puck and, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I thought he played a lot more than he did in the playoffs. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. His biggest ice time was in game 
four where he played 19 minutes. Um, but every other game, you like pretty much every game, you could count on him to give you 15 plus minutes of solid defensive play. Yeah, and and that's what you need. I mean, we also have to factor in he's not getting power play time. He's gonna he's getting some shorthanded time in there as well. But he's the guy that's relied on to just keep the pressure on when the big guns like Kale and Devon are off the ice, and he did that to a T perfectly. And he also provided a great shelter for Bo Byram as well. Again, because we sang Bo's praises up and down. If you attached an anchor to Bo Byram in the playoffs, he he wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, it was weird. Like I would not have anticipated beginning of the year, Bo Byram and Eric Johnson being such a good pair, but they were fantastic together. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see them in the regular season playing together. I wouldn't at all. They, they complement each other's skill sets very well. Yeah, no, they do. Um, I just, I, I think Bo is going to play a lot more with Gerard this year. I don't know why that's just kind of my, my thought process behind it, but I, I still think they're going to keep the, like the, the balanced pairs together where they got Sam with Manson and EJ with Byron or vice versa. I just right. think that lends itself to complementing skill sets. Like I was yeah, it, it does. And I would be, I, I just, Eric Johnson, it, it's tough. Cause if you're uh, a fan of not the avalanche and you don't, you just look at Eric Johnson and you're like, how the fuck is that guy like important to your team? And then you talk to Asens, you go, he brings this, this, and this to the table. You, you can't do stuff without Eric Johnson. You know, usually when you look at a guy like on a payroll, like Eric Johnson, who, who makes more than his skill set right now, who is on the last year of a seven year deal. Usually fan bases talk about a guy like that with a lot more hostility, or at least certain portions of the fan base do. I have really never heard anyone say a negative word about Eric Johnson because yeah, he makes the $6 million against the cap, but he still brings so much to this team that you really don't even care. Yeah. I, uh, I've definitely heard some people give him some shit. Um, I mean, it's natural over yeah. time. I, I mean, like there are fan bases who have players that make more than they should and they fucking hate them and they want to drive them out of town. Yeah. That like I think of, change. I think of like Tyler Myers with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I, I don't think Vancouver, like Vancouver hates Tyler Myers. Um, I, I'll use my Washington example, like a, a very similar player to Eric Johnson in Washington, tied back to the Avalanche, Brooks Orpic. It's a guy who made five and a half for several years. And I was one of these people that uh, pockets of Caps fans could not stand this guy because he couldn't move. He brought a lot of the same leadership that EJ does, but he just got shit game after game after game and we could not wait for him to be gone and then one day he wasn't here and all of a sudden we missed him yeah well he brought back he, he, he was gone from the i mean i mean even like... after that like when he retired and he took up a role with the team i f- i found myself missing him sometimes <laughs> and that, that's how we'll be with eric johnson because he's just been he's just he's that uncle that you're just used to seeing all the time now and when he finally leaves the team he would not shock me at all if he goes into like some sort of uh, player development role or something. Oh my God. Like that. When, when Eric Johnson does retire, I would not be shocked to hear that he's in like a player development role. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot going on off the ice. I mean, that dude's he's got horses. Um, at the time we're recording this, he's having his day with the cup. And I, I don't, have you ever seen a player go to like two different States with the cup? Not that I can think of. Yeah. 
Not my like head. That, not, not that my head's working very well. Right. right now, but but that's kind of crazy that he just fucking he's like, oh, I'm going to spend the first part of the day in Colorado and then I'm going to take a private plane to fucking the racetracks in California. <laughs> like, that's fucking sick. Well, um, Eric Johnson, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And I think that's what EJ is just so fucking likable too, man. Yeah. Like he's just one of those dudes that at the beginning of the year when they're filming like their preseason content with the team, it's always Eric Johnson who's causing the most ruckus and being the funniest one. Um, and even in this off season, just him with his going live on Instagram, his tweets, like he has been a fucking hilarious part of this off season. And um, I'm sure there's been other players who have like done this when they won the cup. Like I think back to Ovi with his just fucking tirade that he had. Um, EJ's come pretty close. Like, I don't know. I don't want to know what type of hangover that guy went through after the first week of the parties. I don't. I, I, I doubt the hangover came in until about a month because I just yeah. don't think the bender ever stopped. Yeah, like he, I like no one will ever top Ovi because Ovi, I think, was drunk for like o- three. Months Ovi straight. is like that's not even a fair standard. You have to you have to take him off the list. He, he's the fair. anomaly of the of the cup celebrations because he, uh, yeah, o- Ovi was. A different animal but ej was rivaling that this year i mean he is just so fucking funny dude and you hear stories about um like on other podcasts about like gabe landeskog telling stories about ej and just how he's just a fucking menace and just kind of the like uh just the the goofball of the locker room and i think that's why he's loved by not only his teammates but he's loved by the city of colorado and denver i just don't know how you could meet Eric Johnson, talk to him or not meet him at all and just see him and not like him. What's not to like about Eric Johnson? I, I don't know. I mean, he's a very likable guy, dude. And he's been so fucking funny all off season. Um, and I was surprised he went live today, which is going to be so out of tune by the time you're listening to this, but it was hilarious because McKinnon's in the comment section, chirping him. Everyone's just in there chirping him, but um, that, that video of him going down the slide with Stanley cup. That was- oh yeah. You know the you know the holder of the cups like this fuckhead drops it and dents it again. I am going to shit my pants, um, but he didn't. So well, the night's still young. Yeah, it's still young. We still got a couple days with the cup yeah, left. Yeah, he, he's traveling backwards in time by going there's, to the West Coast. Still time, so, and there's still next season for yeah. that thing to get destroyed. Yeah. So, I mean, we can kind of we can kind of start looking ahead to next year for EJ. It, I don't think it's really a hard prediction um with him I, I think it's i think we just saw exactly what yeah. my is going to be with him it's the same thing he did last year yeah. five goals maybe 15 assists and 20 points yeah but i'd, I'd say that's the standard eric johnson season is if he finds i will say if he finds that tandem with bo byram this season consistently the same way we saw in the playoffs because that that's a pair that doesn't take nights off both yeah. of those guys just give it everything they have every single time we could see a little more from EJ this season, especially if he's the guy attached to Byram's hip while Byram's emerging. Right. That that could be the case. Um, but I'm still like, I'm not going to over project with EJ. Um, as long as he stays healthy too, dude, like that's really the biggest key for Eric Johnson. If he stays healthy and he's going to get banged up, I'm not expecting 82 games out of EJ, but if we can get 65, 70 out of him yeah. again, take that all day. So as long as EJ just does what he did this year, he'll be perfectly fine. Um, and I guess we can kind of get ahead to to wrapping up the episode. What, what What's your grade for Eric Johnson for the year? I mean, I would just generally give him a B plus, I think. 
just I think to, yeah. I think it's a good grade. I I'd go A minus. Yeah. Um it's it's all the points that I just listed. He's not going to blow you away with points. He's a steady defensive player. He can chip in on the PK when need be. Um he's reliable. He'll eat up minutes. So I and that's what he did this year. I think A minus is perfectly fine for him and then you go look at the playoffs and he was back to being a top four defenseman in the playoffs yeah so, he stepped up when the role was required for him to step up he did what he needed to do i feel like so that, that just describes eric johnson as a whole he does what he needs to do and that's all you need I mean, with, the, with how loaded this team is everyone just needs to do their job and let the stars be the stars and eric johnson has found his role perfectly and I am just praying to the heavens that after this year, he resigns or retires a member of the AV because yeah. it is going to be very weird. Like you said, at the beginning of the episode, if he's playing for the fucking, like try to think like the Montreal Canadians at the end of his career. Yeah, like, that's like, just, I just, I just can't even imagine that like him, like playing in New Jersey or right. something like as like a league minimum, like veteran leadership guy somewhere else. Right. Like, that just, I just Ugh. feel dirty. Like, it feels just, gross, like, right? Why? Like, yeah. why? Why? We, we, we would have brought you back, man. Yeah, I that hope feels we gross. do. I hope. I we hope we do too, because like, he's just, he's so fucking likable, dude. And he's just, he's still a good hockey player at this point in his career. Um, because how old is he? What we totally skipped over. There. How old? How old do we be at this he's, year? He's thirty four. Like, yeah. he, it's, it's, it's not like he's like on his last legs. Like, no. he's not like a Jack Johnson who I like, could maybe right. squeeze one more year out. Like. You could probably get like another two to three years of highly productive Eric Johnson. I think I think you can squeeze three years out of Eric Johnson, but with what we know about, like he was really considering retirement before this season. Once those thoughts do enter your head, it's hard for them to really leave. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a final send off for EJ. Also, wouldn't be surprised if he gets three more years. I if he does get another like injury, that's probably it. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, he's not, he doesn't want to destroy his body. Cause like we said, he has so much going on off the ice for him. So why, why risk? Like, I think it'd be badass when you're a professional hockey player, you go out and you're, you still have a little bit of meat on the bone and you can actually enjoy life a little bit. Yeah. Like you actually have a quality of life and you have yeah. all these investments and other businesses you've got. Yeah. Does he own a vineyard too? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that guy's just a connoisseur. So um, that'll do it for this episode. Unless you got anything else. No, I think we're all good for this one. And I, I appreciate you carrying me throughout this while my brain functions. You can even hear in my voice, like words are coming out like a split second slower than they <laughs> normally do. And, I got Iggy over here just playing with all these toys and causing a freaking ruckus over here. So I am, uh, if you're listening and you heard some crackling in the background, uh, yeah, that's not your headphones messing up that is uh that's that is us in our professional studios called yes. our living rooms our very professional studios yeah, so. our, our studios of me on my couch and christian on his couch you know yes over zoom because we're just so over good zoom in two different <laughs> states while we compete with podcasts that have like offices like in like you know like those microphones with like the arms and everything yeah. and like crazy you know, concept these, these crazy things they put around their necks called credentials <laughs> maybe those, one day we'll get there Maybe one day they'll take pity on us and let us in the press box. <laughs> I can't imagine that coming anytime soon. So I don't live there, dog. Like <laughs> we've got oh. a couple obstacles to clear first. Yeah, you, you get the full blessing, but I've got a couple of challenges. Yeah, to we'll see. Overcome, uh, but 
just to, as we close out the show, make sure we still have the Kale McCarr shirts available to order. Um, those will be getting here, our first shipment, uh, probably, they said September 7th. Um, so I don't know, by the time you're listening to this, it may be time and you can order one. Um, yeah, but make sure you get one of those. They're, we're almost out of our first release of them, so there's still a little bit still a little bit left, so make sure you go to Denver Nosebleeds and check it out. Um, and then we still have the Kendall shirt available. Um, we got some stickers still available. Just all sorts of fun stuff you can yeah. buy. We got we got a nice little functioning merch store. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It is weird to be like, oh, yeah, we sell that. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I think these Kendall car shirts them. are going to be – yeah, they're going to be sick uh, when I see them. So make sure you go get one. Um, what other, what, since I'm, since I'm kind of filling in for the shoes for the sick guy here, uh, use promo code tell it as it is at SeatGeek for, uh, $20 off your first purchase of $50 or more college football's back. NFL's back next week. Um, abs are back in God, that's crazy to think almost a month. But so in, there's going to be some stuff. Make wait, sure you a month from today, basically the preseason will be almost over. Yeah. So use promo code tell it as it is at SeatGeek. Um, and that'll be, that'll be it. Unless Griffin has anything else. If I did, I already forgot. So <laughs> we'll wrap this one up here. Thank you to Christian for doing all the ad stuff for me, but I got you. Yeah. I'm having a great time right now. <laughs> so again, thank you to everyone for tuning in to another edition of the tell it abs. It is podcast on the hockey podcast network. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. If you enjoy one tweet per week, you can follow Christian at Christian underscore belay. And you can follow the show at tell it abs is like Christian said, we still have the kale McCarr shirts available, but the sooner you order them, the sooner you'll get them because we order these things in batches. So if you miss this one, it's going to be a while before you can get it. So my advice, get it now. Agreed. So once again, thank you very much to everyone for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time talking about the final piece of the Avs defense, who is here to stay for a little while, Josh Manson. So we'll see you guys then, but until then, let's go Avs.